everybody, welcome back. It's Dasha, and I'm here with my helpmate, my husband. J5. I really have to give John kudos, you guys. I know I tend to stay away from the mushy stuff, but my husband really showed up for me this week. So he spent his whole Sunday with me shopping. He could have been anywhere in his garage, but he chose to be there with me, shopping mm -hmm. for clothes. Yes, I did. <laughs> I'm just glad that you realize, you know, sometimes, you know, um, the things we do can go unappreciated, you know, or unnoticed. Uh, we'll get to that. But anyway, um, on top of shopping with me on Sunday, he actually went back out on Monday to finish the job. So. Yeah, I mean, you still need it stuff. Snaps to John. But anyway. Where do you guys shop? Because at my age, I feel like clothes either look too old for me or they look too cheap for my age or they're just too expensive. Maybe we made a mistake by going to Linux Mall, but I well, you know, I was surprised that you wanted to go to Linux anyway because it didn't really, you know, that doesn't seem like your seeds, you know what I'm saying? Like I was I was totally surprised when you was like, "Yeah, we could just go to Linux after that." And I was like, "Huh?" Like, I know he's going to, he's going shopping for you. So why are we at Linux? You know, <laughs> dang. I mean, not, it's not, and it's not even like a, it's really not a stab. You know, it's just that I know that you are, like you, you prefer to save a dollar. Yes, I do. Rather than have the newest and latest, greatest fashion. You well, know what I'm saying? See, the thing was, or, I was kind of, I hadn't been in Linux in a while. I mean, not like to go to the mall. I mean, we've gone to Linux to go to like men's warehouse or other random things, but not like to go shopping. So I kind of had forgotten or didn't really realize that Linux was just way out of my price range. It's so like teenagers go there on the weekends for fun. Yeah, so. but they're not going to shop. That's the thing you're missing. <laughs> you know, Linux has turned into like a hangout spot. When I was younger, like it, it was actually a mall. You know, people went there to buy stuff. Uh, I mean, of course, you still got some people buying stuff, but there's a lot of people who are at Linux Mall just to be there, just to go to California Pizza Kitchen or hang out in the food court or just to walk around and, you know, just to kick it, you know, well, especially the younger people. But I mean, there, there's some stores in there that aren't, you know, um, you know, all that high priced. But Forever 21, which doesn't make sense to me why there's a Forever 21. Well, you just said, you know, the teenagers are there. Yeah. So why wouldn't there be a Forever 21? You know, and if there are people there who don't want to go shop in, uh, you know, Saks Fifth, they need <laughs> some lower brand stores in there. Yeah. You know, Linux is not the real expensive one. Phipps is really the more, more But again, one. there was a belt in Phipps, which is... Well, yeah, because I think that just because you buy designer stuff doesn't mean that's all you wear. You still got to go get some essentials now. So, True. yeah, I don't see nothing wrong with that. So what's it like being married to someone with no style? Uh, it doesn't affect me all that much, to be honest with you. Uh, I would say you have no style, you know. Just, uh, it is not all that high on your priority list. It's been quite the struggle, like, trying to find something stylish, trying to keep up with the times. Like, I realized all the pants in my closet are, uh, what do you, like, wide leg? Is that what you, I don't know what you call it. They're not... You got bell bottoms, that's what you're saying? <laughs> I guess so. Uh, I was trying to pull my collar out of my... Uh... Yeah, she was. <laughs> so they mean... That's like, does this collar go inside or outside the blazer? <laughs> like, when well, you wear it outside, if, you know, if you're trying to look like you're from the 70s. 
I got bell bottoms. I got <laughs> collars outside my jackets. Well, yeah, style style definitely changes. I think I know what's going on, but I don't go shopping very often. So I try to tweak uh, the things that I do have to kind of fit. You know what's going on now? I mean, it's easier for y'all. Like, oh my god, jeans and this is gonna be like this jeans, is the age old argument. Here. Jeans are jeans are jeans. The same jeans. That's like, not true. That's not true at all. <laughs> as a matter of fact, my friends like to pick on one particular friend and say he wears his mom jeans. <laughs> so jeans are not just jeans. Yeah, and they'll know when they, if they listen to this, they'll know who who we're talking about. I, I think all the clothes in your closet you know, how, however long you've had them can still be worn and okay. look. That was done on purpose. But it, but you made me throw away clothes because you're like, no. There's no, no way you should be wearing that. Yeah. yeah. But my closet doesn't look like that because it's easy for guys. My closet looks like that because I did that on purpose. Mm-hmm. That's something I learned from my parents. If you buy items that are timeless, then you can keep them for a long time. Or you can keep it and not wear I have stuff that like, I might not wear it for five years. And then I can throw it on and it still look okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But that's because the item itself is a timeless item. I mean, I got some stuff in there that's dated too. You know, I don't pull that stuff out. <laughs> I haven't seen it. But yeah, I don't know. I just feel too old for Forever 21. Like, I'm six years past 21. And I'm too that's young it. for... Almost six. <laughs> <laughs> Almost seven. And I'm too... That's it? Only seven? And I'm too young for sacks. So. It's tough. No, you're not too young for sex. Not at all. You are. I think you're thinking Macy's because you have a hard time sometimes because you feel like you're in that in-between place Yeah. in Macy's or whatever, yeah. which, which can be tough. You know, you have to find the, I hate to say brands, but a lot of times, you know, stores are identified by the brand, but you have to find the stores or the brands that really speak to you and your style. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's what I used to do. And one of my favorite brands, I haven't been shopping there a lot lately because I hadn't been seeing a lot of stuff that I was really that I really identify with lately. Mm-hmm. You know, I've kind of shifted a little bit. And it's, it's fine. I mean, I still wear a lot of that stuff. You know, it's just a lot of it I would still buy. Mm-hmm. But your, your style changes over the years, you know, as you grow, as you start to do different things, as trends change. Oddly enough, when we were at the mall, I was like, I saw some things that I did like. And I was like, oh, yeah, maybe this is where I should be. Not so much because I want to spend all that money. Because, like, when we were going to those stores, I was telling you, like, look, you need to stay close to the sales rack. And I don't think <laughs> yeah. I don't think you really understood like how serious I was about that. I didn't. I kept standing on the plush carpets, yeah, picking kept, up stuff. You kept veering <laughs> off, you know. Like, oh well, how much was that dress? Five hundred dollars. Yeah, was. I told you it was actually five hundred dollars. Yeah. Who's paying for five hundred dollars dresses? People who got five hundred dollars above. <sighs> yeah, I mean, but I knew that. You know what I'm saying? My um, my parents would always tell me that they would go to Lennox and stuff. Now, don't get me wrong. Like I said, this is back when it was still just a mall. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't as much flexing going on. <laughs> but um, they said they would stay at like places like Lennox and Phipps and go to the department stores and shop, you know, sales and clearance and buy me all kinds of cute little clothes. You know, give me name brand stuff for, without spending a lot of money for but it. But isn't shopping sales and clearance kind of the reason why I'm in the position I am now? If they're on sale and they're on clearance, that means they're out of season. So if I'm buying it already out of season, then in two years, I'm like three years behind. Mm, not necessarily. I mean, that goes back to that timeless thing. Like, um, you know, certain brands have a season. Like, we walked into our money exchange, and they had a few dresses out front, but it was like, everything was like red, blue, and black, mm-hmm. and white, I think. And like, that whole side of the store was red, blue, black, and white. It was like obvious that this was this um, season's collection. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If you buy stuff like that, I mean, it may be possible to tell. Now, don't get me wrong, if it's just a solid color, 
and nobody's gonna look at it and be like, oh, that's that our money from three seasons ago. You know what I'm saying? Unless they really into it like that. But the things that are more distinguishable, like I'm just gonna throw it out there. Let's say somebody is using a um a lot of fur right now, or that's in style. If you buy something with fur on it, you know, a shirt with fur or something, it may be easy to identify later on. That's why I was saying you gotta buy stuff that's timeless. So the coach chucks are not timeless. I don't think those are timeless because at that time everybody was making shoes that look like Chuck Taylors. Because Chuck Taylors were oh, back yeah. in style. Ed Hardy had Yeah, I had I when had I was in um high school I had some um Levi's that look like Levi's shoes that look like Chuck Taylors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that, oh no, not, not Levi's, um Dickies. They were Dickies. Yeah. Because you know Dickie suits was popular and stuff. But yeah, they look like Chuck Taylors. The only thing I ever had that was even similar <laughs> to a Chuck Taylor. But um so that's why that thing is not that's why that's not timeless. But if you were to get like a plain leather coach bag, just a simple coach embossing on it, you can wear that for twenty years. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now you may not be able to wear the one that's got the monogram on it because that's another thing that kind of comes and goes. You know, it's too much. <laughs> yeah. I like Gucci right now is doing a lot of um, animal, uh, yeah, like animals and um, characters. How do you keep up with this stuff? I, I mean, I just see it. You know, I don't know. I just see it. Mm. I mean, I'm into fashions just a little bit, like just enough to know. And this is why I took him shopping with me. <laughs> just enough to know what's going on. So before the shopping, John actually attended a brunch with me as well. That involved strangers. So again, kudos to him because I, that took a lot of courage for both of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Another podcast that I, that I listen to or John listens to sometimes uh, hosted a brunch. They wanted to get to know their listeners. So... When I heard about the brunch, uh, we were laying in bed, and I was like, John, do you want to go to this brunch with me? And there was some, like, hesitation, but he was like, yeah. And I was like, really? He was like, yeah. I was like, okay, I'm going to buy the tickets. Was, oh, all right. Was there hesitation? Or I feel like you were beating around the bush with asking me. Because you mentioned something. You said, like, oh, I want to ask you something. Or, hey. Or you said something like that, like, to lead into a conversation. And I was like, yeah. What? Huh? What? Like, what is it? And you were like backing off of it, like, oh, you're not gonna want to go. Never mind. You you, you don't want to do this. You were, you were like setting it up for failure, basically. I probably was setting it up for failure. We talked about this. I do that. Yeah. So I don't think I don't think I was hesitating like that. Is it? You asked me. I took the time to register what you were saying, and then I asked the necessary questions, and I told y'all to go. So do you feel like you felt somewhat obligated to say yes because? you know, of, like, me attending car shows with you and doing stuff with you that are car-related, or even, like, the weekend before we had, I guess if you want to call it, a situation where I got mad at you for, you know, going to hang with your friends. Mm -hmm. Did you feel like that was a guilt yes? Or was that, like, a, she really wants to do this, I really want to support her, yes? Yeah, it was more similar to the second one. Um, it's not a guilt yes because at no point did I think, well, she does stuff for me, so I guess I should do this with her. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, it was more so of a, she does stuff for me, so I want to be there to do stuff for her, things that she wants to do. You know what I'm saying? You get a difference? Mm-hmm. Not like I felt like I had to, but I really wanted to because you're so supportive in a lot of the things that I want to do. Or whatever, and the thing about you know you being mad at me that never crossed my mind. You know, stuff like that goes in and out my head. It's like it's there, and I ask you about it, and we talk for a second, and then it's gone. Like I ain't holding on to it. We talked about you know you holding on to stuff for a long time. 
Like, I don't be worried about it. Yeah. So, so you don't feel like it's a tit for tat? Like, she did this? No, not at all. Not at all. Because I don't, um, because one thing, I don't try to force you to do those things, you know? And so I feel like if you put yourself in that position or in that place at that time, I mean, you chose to do that, you know? And I appreciate it. Sometimes I appreciate it. I appreciate it, but I'm not. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. No, that, I explain. Sometimes. I explain. But I appreciate it, but I'm not like, since I'm not forcing you to do that, I don't feel obligated to return that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because you're doing it under your own free will. Okay. Okay. Why I said sometimes, because you will sometimes force yourself to go or do something, even though you know you really don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes in those cases, I'm not like hurting to have you there. Like, I'm not like, oh, please, baby, come on, please go with me. Yeah, no, you never you know? beg me to but do anything. But you'll go and not enjoy it, which kind of brings the event down for me. You know what I'm saying? If you're there and you're just kind of moping around or don't really want to be there, you know, it's like, uh, I mean, I could have been there by myself. I appreciate you trying to come, but... When does that happen? Oh, I mean, it happens. It happens. Can you think of a specific time? I don't think it matters for me to think of a specific time. Because we're just going to debate... Whether or not that's the case. If I feel like that's the case, I just feel like that's the case. So that's why I say it sometimes. You are entitled to your feelings. You're absolutely right. But what I was going to say was, in regards to, like, car shows and stuff, you made comments where it's like, you got to go by yourself, and you're kind of walking around, you don't really know what to say to people. So it's like, you're not forcing me to go, but, you know, I I care about you and your feelings, and I don't want you to feel alone. Yeah, but I mean, when we had those conversations, there's been times where I was like, you know, I don't have to go, and sometimes why I don't go, which is the truth. And I mean, I'm okay. Like, I deal with that. You know what I'm saying? That's why I don't stay at car shows all day long or, you know, Mm -hmm. or go to as many of them as I could. But I'm okay with that. Like, I just, I deal with that myself. So, like I said, I appreciate you wanting to be there for me those reasons but if it's going to be obvious that you're not feeling it you know just stay you might just stay home <laughs> so how much like would you say it meant to you that i do things with you like even if it's something other than a car show i'm trying to think of something else that i do with you i mean it means a lot to me that you do things with me i mean i like that's a part of our relationship that i like um we work different schedules we don't we don't see each other all day long. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, Because I get home on average an hour and a half to two hours before you. Yeah. You know? And so that's an hour and a half to two hours that we don't see each other. And so then you get home and we're around each other for a few hours and then it's, you know, time for bed. Right. So I appreciate that you will do things that I like to do or things that I'm participating in because that's more time that we get to spend with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it means a lot to me. I mean, I, I like that part of our relationship. I think that's a good thing. Yeah. But it's kind of like, let's say you ask somebody to do you a favor that mm-hmm. they didn't mind. Mm-hmm. You know, even you and I, let's say, hey, I was like, um, Dasha, if you don't mind, would you plug my phone up to charge before you go to sleep? Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm just asking you a favor and you do it, right? And great. Mm-hmm. But what if I say, hey, Dasha, if you don't mind, plug my phone up um, before you go to sleep. And you're like, dang, I got to plug the phone up. Mm-hmm. And then you come upstairs, you're like, oh, I forgot to get his phone. <sighs> Let me go get the phone. You know, and you're doing it like you're not doing it under your own free will. Mm-hmm. You know, that favor is not as much appreciated, whether it was asked for or not. You know what I'm saying? Like, even if I didn't ask you, if you were doing it for me just because it needed to be done, but you was huffing and puffing about it the whole time, you know, it's not it's not appreciated as much. I, that's, I feel the same way about if you're, like, going out your way too much to, you know, try to do something for me. 
Yeah. Sometimes you can tell, you know. Yeah, well, bringing it back to, like, marriage and relationship and stuff. Like, how do you think couples should handle, or not couples, I mean, like, how do we handle when one person wants to do something that the other one just doesn't like? Like, let's take swimming, for example. Mm -hmm. I like swimming. Like, if we had access to a pool, I'd probably want to go pretty often. You probably wouldn't. Right. How do how do you overcome something like that? You know, I mean, it's it's not necessarily a bridge that we've crossed just yet, but like you saying that just kind of made me think about it. Well, here's how I feel about it. It, it. it all depends on the person. Some people, if they want to do something, they want their friends or their significant other to be there with them to do it all the time, mm-hmm. and that's just how they are. Some people are the opposite. They don't care one way or the other. You know. And so I think you got to have that happy medium. Like for me, that's kind of how I am. I'm not, I don't, you know, I care if you're there or not. Not like I just don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I don't expect or want you to go me every time. Because I get like that's not your thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so I just feel like as long as you're putting enough effort into it and you're doing it sometimes, then that's fine. Like I wouldn't let you go to the pool or make you go to the pool every time by yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, but if I only went once every other time or once every three times, then I think that's okay if you're going a lot. Yeah. You know, um, if you're not doing it that often and you want me to go, you know, I think it's fine for me to go with you every time. True. You know, so I, I just think it's got it's got to be a balance. You got to at least put forth some kind of effort to enjoy the things that your significant other enjoys. Yeah, I agree. Like, John put forth the effort to attend a brunch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I didn't drag him out the house. He was willing to do it, but right. I'm sure there was actually a car show going on that day that, yeah, it was, <laughs> that we yeah. were going to also try to attend. But, so at the brunch, there was a lot of good conversations. Um, one of the topics that we talked about was, like, when's the right time to tell someone you're dating or to ask someone you're dating about their seriousness, what, um, whether or not they're, you know, trying to take what level they're trying to take the relationship to. So everyone at the table pretty much agreed that you should date the person, get to know them first, and then kind of go into that, not just come right out to that with it. Yeah, you guys can listen to the other podcasts to get that information. But I was talking to John and I was asking him, when did we discuss it? Because I know it came up, like that was one of the things that we liked about each other was that we both had the same relationship goals you could say ultimately we wanted to get married one day and have children and we weren't just out here messing around so uh, I couldn't remember what it was yeah and I'm not sure exactly how long we had known each other when it came up it was fairly early on yeah I don't remember but it wasn't before we got to interact and kind of get a feel for each other. Yeah. And I think that was the big thing at the brunch. You know, everybody was just kind of saying, you don't want to throw that out there before you even get to know the person. Mm-hmm. Like, what if you say, yeah, I'm looking for something serious and then the person ends up being crazy and they want something serious too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you need to at least kind of get a feel for the person before you start throwing that kind of stuff out there. Yeah. But I think it matters how you bring it up too. So how do you think we brought it up? How do you think you brought it up? Do you remember? Well, I mentioned um, a lot of times when I'm dating someone, I'll ask them like why they're single. Mm-hmm. Just kind of as a conversation starter sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always think it's interesting to hear a girl's reason for that. Um, what reasons have you heard? I don't know. What, what are the reasons? The common thing is, nine times out of ten, it's not them. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the guys. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, a very few times I heard a woman say, well, you know, I can't do this and I can't do that. And so it's hard for me to stay in a relationship. I have heard it. Yeah. You know, but like I said, literally, probably like nine times out of ten, it's the other way around. Mm -hmm. Guys ain't this. Guys don't this. You know, they don't know how to this. I'm used to that. You know, that kind of thing. Which is fine. Um, But the reason that I asked that question is so that I can kind of gauge her personality. Mm -hmm. Because... I know you were kind of confused by it and didn't think it was a great question, but I'm not asking the question only to hear the literal answer. A lot of times I'm listening for how the question is answered, mm-hmm. you know, because that's going to let me know how crazy this woman might be, you know, <laughs> based on how she answered the question. You know, if she instantly starts like going off and rolling her eyes, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I might like, she might be a little extra, mm-hmm. you know, and I can tell that just from her answering that question. It doesn't have a lot to do with her answer, it's just the way she answered. Um, and so that's why I ask it. Sometimes you'll hear women say, like, I don't know. You know, I meet guys and I think everything's all good and it's nice. And, um, you know, then it just end up not working out. Mm-hmm. That's somebody to me sounds very level-headed. Mm-hmm. You know, like they've got a grasp on what's going on and they just ain't found that person yet. Or that they have a false sense of reality. Like, again, if they're the, it could person, be that. That they're the crazy person, then they don't realize that they're the problem. Yeah, it could be that too. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, but that's why I asked I that question. I don't know, but uh, I suck my toes when I go to sleep at night. <laughs> Is that what you do when I'm sleeping? <laughs> what a hey, weirdo. Hey, I'm flexible. What can I say? Whatever. <laughs> lies. Yeah, lies. Hashtag lies. 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 <laughs> um, but yeah, that's why I asked that question, though. And that's why I think it's a kind of a good conversation opener. You know, um, one of the things that I used to say, you know, one of the lines. I don't know. I wouldn't call it a line. but Let's call it a line. Okay, whatever. Back then <laughs> was that, you know, I would compliment the woman. Right or the girl, and tell her that I thought she was attractive, and I would tell her that the only reason that someone is attractive as you would be so would be single is because either she's crazy or she's too picky. And I would see what the response was from that. My, if you had said that to me, I can guarantee you my response would have been, or guys ain't shit. That's <laughs> right. I probably got that one a few times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. It wasn't like a pickup line. It's just something uh-huh. I used to say to get that conversation started. Gotcha. Because woman's going to tell you that she ain't crazy. She's going to be quick to tell you that. Yeah. You know what <laughs> but then what, what happens is you get to discuss what she's looking for. Right. Because I've already kind of attacked you for saying you're too picky. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because if I give you crazy and too picky, obviously the one you're going to attach to is too picky, not the crazy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So then what happens is they start telling you what they're looking for. And you can see if that aligns with what you're able to provide. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or if it's you know, total left field, and, you know, you need to run now. (laughs) Well, the reason why I said I'm not sure if... By the way, I think that's how it happened. I think I asked you that. I believe you, and I probably didn't like the question then, but I probably just answered it because I was... And you probably one of them who started talking about, like, man bashing. 23. Talking about how guys ain't shit. Yeah. Yeah. But then you probably (laughs) described those guys and why they weren't shit, and I was able to realize, well, hey, I'm not like those guys, so I might win this, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) It works. The question works. No matter what you say, (laughs) it gets the information. Well, I don't don't like the question because it's almost like asking somebody... Well, why are you black? I mean, like, no, no, I know no, no, no. That's, kind so that's, of that's the difference. Like, I'm not saying, so why are you single? I know that's not how I'm asking. I, I know what you're saying. But that you're makes not like, trying to. No, 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 no. I'm saying the way I ask the question mm-hmm. dictates what I mean by it. If you say, why are you single? Somebody's going to take that different. If you say, so why do you think you're single? 
Yes. That's what I'm saying. I agree. All right. So it's not like, <laughs> why are you black? <laughs> that answer is obvious. Why you got long eyelashes? Like, you could be uh, single because you're focusing on school or work. You could be single because you want something serious. You could be single because you're celibate and haven't found somebody who's willing to do that with you. I mean, it's a lot of reasons you could be single. How about, why did your last relationship end? Mm-mm. I don't even know that. Because I'm celibate and my boyfriend didn't want to be. But that might not have been why. But you might still be celibate. You might be celibate and your boyfriend cheated on you. Okay, but you get the answer. Not necessarily. You still get the why does your, your last relationship end? My boyfriend cheated on me. That doesn't tell me that you're celibate. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't need to know why your last relationship ended. I need to know what you're looking for in future relationships. How about, what's one thing you want to do differently in future relationships? Nah, because that's an interview. If you had asked me something like that, I probably <laughs> would have been our like, interview. No, but it shouldn't feel like one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's how you run people off. Same thing with somebody at brunch. We're like coming out the gate with something and scaring a dude off. If you start dropping questions that sound like interview questions, he's going to lose interest real quick. <laughs> I'm so glad I'm not dating anymore. Yeah, you'd be bad at this. Thank God for me. Whatever. Man, you'd be still out there struggling, flopping around. <laughs> what, like a fish out of water? How about, have you ever had a serious relationship? Well, well I think that's fine. Yeah, I don't see nothing wrong with that. Okay. For the long time, for the longest, I never did. I still exactly. consider you like my first serious relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. So, I mean, I think that question's fine. I forget that sometimes. Yeah. Because you like to try to make my other relationships into serious ones. No, I just forget, <laughs> like. You know, you like to call when, everybody when, my girlfriend, my girlfriend, and you like to think that I was super serious with everybody. No, I, I just forget that. You know, it's different when you've kind of done this before. So it's like you're kind of looking for the signs of problems and issues. Whereas not having been in a serious relationship, you might not know what those are still. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, you've talked to women and it didn't work out. You know why those didn't work out. But as far as like being seriously in love with someone and someone loves you back and then there being like mm-hmm. issues you don't really know what those look like so let me ask you when you ask a question like that how willing are you to be open-minded when you hear an answer you know what i'm saying like are you listening for a answer in particular like have you ever been in a serious relationship that's what you said right yeah so like you asked me that and i'm like no nah, i haven't really are you turned off and like he ain't never been in a serious relationship i don't know if this is gonna work if I don't know how to be in a serious relationship. I wouldn't think that you wouldn't know how. I would think maybe... I would wonder if you really, like, knew what you needed or wanted. That's what I... I think that would be more of my concern. Does but that it's a concern, sense? though. Yeah, it would be a concern. Yeah. yeah. I didn't... I, I'm thinking about it now. Now I'm concerned. <laughs> Four years later, now I'm concerned. No way. You're not concerned now. <laughs> um, no, I think you're right. I think if you, it's the way you ask the question, not necessarily the question itself. There's ways of figuring out who's serious and who's not. Yes, absolutely. So the brunch also brings us to our pursuit of happiness topic. I really believe in networking, y'all. Like, Unfortunately, a lot of times it's not about what you know. It is about who you know. 
For example, I have a friend whose husband was trying to get a job where my mother works. So when she told me, I picked up the phone and called my mom and said, hey, do you know anybody who can help them out? And I don't know exactly how it all worked on the back end, but I know my mother's supervisor or one of her supervisors um, did end up interviewing the guy. I know they had another friend that was helping him with his resume to make it look the way it needed to look for this particular job. And all these people are vouching for him. And whoever was in charge of hiring is probably hearing his name in multiple places. And needless to say, he got the job. But he could have got it without that help. But he had the help. And one of the girls at the brunch is actually someone that I had known before. And I told her that we were looking for models. She's a model actress and I told her that we were looking for models and she fit the profile so yeah I just you know I encourage people to like have conversations you just never know who is looking for something that you do so you know just kind of opening yourselves up and seeing what you get back um John doing the the car wrapping and telling some of his friends about that how many jobs have you gotten off of word of mouth? You know? Yeah, I'm having quite a few. Like? I think that's the way small businesses thrive, usually. Yeah. One of my friends knows a couple of people who have body shops. And he told one of them about me and gave him my contact information. And so the next time that guy needed something that involved, you know, vinyl wrapping, he reached out to me. Um, I did one job for him. He was satisfied with it. And so I did a second one a couple of weeks later. And I just did a third one. About a week or so ago. And so, like you said, you know, um, connections and relationships can get you, can take you a long way, for sure. Amen. So, you want to do a best and worst? Yeah. What was the best and worst part about your week? The best part of my week, I would have to say, would be the bridal shower. (laughs) Yeah. So, I was maid of honor, or I am maid of honor. You're what? Matron. I'm married, y'all. See how quick everything is? <laughs> how soon they forget. <laughs> I here trying to be a maid. <laughs> I'm matron of honor in one of my best friend's weddings. And so my, me and her mom and her other three bridesmaids got together and planned a very, very, very nice bridal shower. If I do say so myself, if I can dust the shoulders off and dust my shoulders off. That's the dirt mm. off my shoulders. Mm-hmm. No. The phrase is just as old as your style. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was really nice. Um, luckily, the venue didn't need a whole, whole lot of decoration. It was just kind of beautiful in itself. And we got to put a lot of nice touches on it that um, we knew the bride wanted. And I think she had a really good time. Yeah, and she seemed like she had a good time. And I talked to her about it. Oh, y'all talked? I asked her how it was, yeah. Oh, well, what'd she say? Did I get good? Mind your business. Did I get an A plus? Yeah, she said she liked it. I got an A plus. A plus plus. Good. Mm, I would also say... All right, you can't have eight best now. I wasn't going to have eight best. I was thinking about the worst. Uh, the worst? I don't know. Shopping might have been the worst because I was really starting to lose hope there. <laughs> you don't like shopping. I don't like shopping. And you also didn't believe in my original vision 
like immediately vetoed it. <laughs> it made it a little tough for me. I'm like, now I'm trying to fit into your vision. Yeah. That you don't really know what it is. True. Or if you do know what it is, you can't really express it. True. But what I ended up getting was John's original vision. <laughs> right. <laughs> what about you? Best part. We had a lot of fun this past week um, and weekend. It's kind of hard to say, but I'm going to go with Sunday. I just think Sunday was the best part. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, going to brunch. I enjoyed brunch. It was fun. I didn't really know what to expect going into it. Cause like, I said, like you said, it was something that you had found and you bought the tickets and all that. Um, so I didn't know what to expect, but I enjoyed myself. Mm-hmm. I probably met some nice people. Um, but that was a lot of fun. And then like hanging out in the mall with you or whatever. We don't get to do things like that a lot. We don't spend a whole bunch of just like downtime yeah downtime just you know hanging out you know what i'm saying like a lot of times we're hanging out because we're trying to get something done or yeah or whatever you know and so that that was even though we were shopping for something it was still like a leisurely sunday yeah and yeah so i enjoyed that my worst part is probably waiting on some of the items that i bought offline <laughs> oh god that drives me crazy like <laughs> you know the reason that amazon prime won me over because it was like all right, so I only got to deal with a two day wait. Yeah. It's like okay, I can, I can, I can hold myself together for two days. Yeah, you know, my biggest thing was not wanting to shop online. Was like, I want to get my money and I want what I spend my money on now. Yeah, I ain't trying to have money out of my pocket but no product in hand. Like I'm not a fan of that. But like I said, Amazon Prime made me okay. You know, and I shop for stuff, and a lot of times I don't even buy it unless it is on Prime. Um, but I recently purchased a couple of things. One of them was off Amazon. The item was free shipping, but it wasn't on Prime. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't quite understand that exactly. Like, I haven't quite figured out the difference between Amazon Prime and then you pay for shipping. Amazon Prime, Amazon Prime, free shipping. Just regular, like, I haven't quite understood what, There's no what Amazon. exactly we're paying for. There's no Amazon Prime you pay for shipping unless you're trying to get it faster than two days in most cases. I feel like sometimes I order stuff and it doesn't come for like more than two days. It wasn't on Prime. I promise you. There's only, there's a select few items that are Amazon Prime that don't come in two days. And they'll say it. They'll say Amazon Prime four to five days or Amazon Prime two to three days. And I think the only reason that is is because there are things that are housed locally but not housed by Amazon. Mm-hmm. best I can figure it out. You know, Amazon has their warehouses. Mm-hmm. So, to the best of my knowledge, everything that's on Amazon Prime mm-hmm. is in, is physically in an actual Amazon warehouse, mm-hmm. which is why they can get it to you so quickly. Anything that has to come from an outside warehouse or the manufacturer or another distributor are those things that are not on Prime. Mm-hmm. So, I bought like tires off Amazon and they say they're Prime, but they're like four days. And I think that's because the Amazon warehouse doesn't actually keep the tires, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so whatever you're seeing, you're probably buying a combination of things that are prime and aren't. And so that's probably why you're paying shipping. Yeah. Or either you're trying to ship something out in one day and not in two days. Which two days sometimes can seem like three, depending on how late in the day you place your order. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, it's late right now. If I order something right now, it's not coming um, in two days. It's going to take three days, mm-hmm. you know. Because today won't count. But anyway, Amazon Prime got me around my anxiety with waiting on shipments that I've already paid, like waiting on products I've already paid for. Right. But these last two things I bought, like I said, one of them was from Amazon, but it wasn't a Prime item, um, even though I had free shipping. And so I was waiting on it. And it's something I wanted to buy a long time ago, and I kind of been putting it off, but like, I finally needed to get it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was excited for it, too, because it was something for the truck. 
Um, the other thing was vinyl to wrap the truck because you know the truck's supposed to be like my shop vehicle mm-hmm. to advertise what I can do. And I knew that was gonna take about a week or so, but it's a supposedly exclusive color, and I haven't even seen the color in person. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going off of like videos and what I heard somebody say about it, <laughs> you know, and what I think it is. And so I'm really anxious to get it and actually see it. Yeah. You know, cause right as of right now, I really don't know what it's gonna look like. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, that item was actually supposed to arrive today also, but there was some kind of issue with the label. And so I'm like waiting on it. You know, now we have the doorbell camera. And so the cool thing about that is when we get shipments, I know exactly when it gets there. Yeah. Because it's telling me somebody's dropping something on my door, you know. Um, and so today I get the notification for one package. And for the rest of the afternoon, I'm like waiting on the other one. You know, like, okay, somebody else is supposed to be coming and dropping something off, you know. Mm-hmm. And like my phone never goes off. And so on the way home, I get an email that's like, oh, your package is coming tomorrow. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. It was supposed to come today. <laughs> but like I said, apparently there was some kind of issue with the label oh and they had gosh. to relabel it. And it's just like, that, I don't know, that drives me crazy. Amazon Prime has spoiled me. It's, it's crazy. I was um, I was on Amazon the other day and it was telling me that like, oh, if you had uh, bought all these Prime things with your Amazon card, you'd have earned $200 in cash back. You know? And it's crazy because it's like you're getting what, like 2% or yeah, something? And yeah. so it's like, <laughs> you know... That much money, like that's how much money we spend with Amazon. Hashtag millennial problem. Yeah, that's how much shopping we do on Amazon. So maybe we need to get that car if I can get a free two hundred dollars a year. I was thinking, I was <laughs> like, thinking real. it might not be a bad one to have. I, I mean, after seeing that, I'm like, man, you know, like I spent a lot of money with Amazon. I go to Amazon for pretty much everything I need to see if they got it for the better price. Yeah. And if they got it for the better price, or they can get it to me quicker. I usually go with them. I'm about to order some um, dishwashing pads off of Amazon, tonight. Yeah. Yeah, so that was the worst part. I wish they were paying us to say this. Yeah, the worst part, I'm still going through it because my vinyl has not got here yet. Oh, I'm sorry. I know. Hopefully tomorrow. It'll be tomorrow. I'm confident. All right. Any final words, final thoughts? Um, no. Uh, one thing I would say is you know, be open to getting out and meeting new people. Because that's what we did on Sunday. Yes. And I think it was a good experience. It was. It was. It absolutely was. So I agree. I concur. Alright. Well, I'm Dasha. I'm J5. And we are Tripping Tripping Over over the the broom. Thank you for checking out Tripping Over the Broom. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Tripping Over the Broom and Twitter at T-O-B underscore podcast for more information about upcoming episodes. If you like what you hear, tell your friends. Subscribe, rate, and comment on iTunes and SoundCloud. Any questions you would like us to answer or topics you want to discuss, send an email to trippingoverthebroom at gmail.com. Until next time, it's J5 and Dasha, and we're Tripping Tripping Over the the broom. Broom.